TV off. Oh, and we're live. You want to do the introduction since Jal's not here this week? Oh, man, that's the pressure. I'm oh. off the routine. <laughs> News from the Chair Podcast. We're here with no John John this week. He's out on a cruise with his uh, his family. Flocka gracefully stepped back in this week to, to sub in. So here we are. Use my chair. Looks like John is having a good time. Uh, has he been posting? I haven't even seen it. Yeah, he posted a pic of uh, him on the cruise uh, view of the water, and he posted the end of that Drake song. He's so whereas... fucking cool. <laughs> He's so fucking cool, isn't he? Just yeah. the coolest kid. <laughs> you know that the Drake song off the new Him and 21 album where it's Birdman talking about, at the end about all dark blue fresh water? <laughs> about a hunt of hose. <laughs> <laughs> this is why John John's so funny to me is because, like, I know, like, that's a premeditated post. Like you're oh, just not sure. on a whim, just letting that go. Like nobody's that quick witted to be like, "Oh, here's some water." I know the perfect outro from a <laughs> a, a fucking John a month and a year and a half oh. ago. Yeah, he was he was prepping that up for months coming, and I feel yeah. it too because he kind of stole my vibe because this whole weekend I was posting some Drake lyrics, so and he commented, so I was just gonna tell Johnny how to get like me. Damn, did he? Uh, did he? Sh- did, did he uh, steal your idea and then shit so. on it? Think took so. your idea and took it on a cruise. I'm mad at it. It's a good idea. You ever been on a cruise? I have. Ball. Have you been on a cruise? No. We're all not from privilege, fuck. You know? <laughs> some of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> we can't all. Jay, judging by the shape up, I think you got more privilege than me. No, I had to cut it, man. Um, My buddy, I was in his wedding party this <laughs> weekend. He told me I had to cut my beard or I couldn't be in the wedding party. Well, had a good time. How do you feel about that? Uh, I would have been tight. Yeah, saying I told him he to dick pretty much, but I had to do it, you know, because it was like it's one of those hills you don't want to die on, but it's also like it's weird I'm keeping too, my beard. Yeah, it's weird too because you know you cut your beard low every once in a while, right? Like you just do it to switch it up sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's just like yo, don't tell you what to do with my facial hair, dog. That's that's the weird part. Just don't tell you what to do with my facial hair, bro. Um, yeah. So anyway, so it's a great time. Uh, weekend recap. You want to get into it? Sure. Yeah. Because you went on vacation last week, right? Yeah, we were on vacation from Tuesday to Sunday. Went out to a little lake house in the mountains. Uh, me, Layla, Rory, and Emily. And it was a ball, man. It was just like this lake house kind of surrounded in the mountains. Very like private. Had her own little beach. And I didn't know that that type of vibe existed where you're just with your family and seeing your kids running around having a good time. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Was uh, two questions there? Like, did you feel refreshed when you came home? Yes and no. I mean, it's definitely uh, a lot of work being with two kids all the time, especially two young kids and one that's you know kind of got some stuff going on. Uh, but because I was off the whole week before on, with COVID, mm. then it was almost like I had two weeks off of work in a row. I would have been fucking panicked going back yesterday. I would have been panicked like the Saturday before. Going back to work? Yeah, just like completely like how far did I fall behind on this? Oh, oh yeah, It's just yeah. like a little different too because like you actually like treat people and help them and shit. So I also been like, yo, I hope nobody's fucked up. <laughs> like I hope everybody's good. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a worry. Yeah, it's hard not to, you know, I got to check emails and keep my text line open for emergencies, which do happen pretty much every time. I guess that's like the saving grace though. Like if there's something that bad, they know they could just call you. Yeah. Is that like a personal line or is there like, like, is that one of John's words to your office number, but it forward to your phone? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's like a private HIPAA compliant line. Um, yeah. That makes sense. No, I look like a blast. And then my second follow up to that was, how different is vacation with kids? Whole different ball game. It's Whole different ball game. Yep. Especially with kids that still nap. So yep. you got to be, for Rory, we got to be at home twice a day for like two hours a piece. So you're really, it's more of a laid back vacation, you know, just kind of laying out, drinking, hanging out in the sun and the water. It's, it's, it's not best. that go-go. It's the best kind of vacation though. You think so? Yeah, I think like the vacations, I don't get a chance to do very many of the like, mm-hmm. I'm going to actually just chill because it's usually centered around some kind of celebration. So it's always like, go, go, go. Yeah. 
but like the Jones where you're like, yeah, I really don't have anything to do. Like we're just going to kind of do this as we go and the time fits is ideal. But like, I, with the, I feel ahead. like it's hard to do that when you're, at least it was for me when I was just me or just Emily. It's like, you want to go. There's like that pressure to go to enjoy Gotta experience as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So like by the time you put the kids down for a bed, are you still like trying to get after it after that? Are you like, all right, let's, let's fucking crack a bottle now. Pretty much. It's yeah, like, it's that time. And then, there it is. yeah. And even, I mean, there was, a, there was, a, we weren't like really intoxicated, but keeping a little tipsy while they're up. I mean, you're at the beach. I yeah, like, kayaking and shit. yeah. Paddleboard and kayaking. Is that how you feel when you go on? Cause you've been on a lot of places with the, uh, the bachelor parties and whatnot, the wedding parties. So you've been in a, a good amount of places. Those are all pretty go, go. I'd imagine. Oh, dude, all my trips, everything I've done for like the last five years, everywhere I go, it's like fucking hurry up and do as much as you can. What's what's sleep? Yeah. What's sleep? Yeah, you got to do this. You got to knock it out. Let's sleep for four or five hours and then fucking get after it. Drink, 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 drink. And I'm, I'm looking forward to like, I don't know if it ever changes. Though. I was going to say I'm looking forward as like the older I get, the less it's focused around alcohol. And I don't know if that's like ever a thing. Well, because now, at least with the family, you drink for a different reason. Because like, yeah, like, fuck <laughs> these motherfucking kids, yo, goddamn, yo, yeah, <laughs> fuck, exactly, exactly. I learned that. I was reminded that man, if I have two, three drinks at like three p.m., I'm done. Yeah, like, I need a nap in also, four hours. Also, like the buzz hits you way different during the day. It does. It just I like you, it. Yeah, it's a it's a blast. You're yeah. like, yo, I'm a little hammered. And then you look at it, you're like, yo, it's 4:30. Like, and the come down is trash. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna keep this party fucking going. Because by eight, you're like, I'm fucking sick of drinking. <laughs> me, me at least. Yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> by eight, I'm grabbing a Red Bull. I knew it was a fucking piece of shit. I was at this wedding. We get down the reception, the in between break before, or not the reception, the the, the ceremony and right before i'm like yeah let me just grab a red bull and like get in front of this crack a red bull chug it um what's is there any more like awkward thing to like figure out what you're gonna do on the walkout it's an introduction yeah that's Especially when you don't know the other person it's uh, like yeah, what do you, you want to do yeah. <laughs> then you just improvise it on the walkout <laughs> then you don't want to be that guy to where it's like i'm not doing anything and I am that guy, like ninety nine percent of the time. Like, yo, I'm oh, not you just straight it. walk it out. Just yeah, we'll walk out. Yeah, like let's stay classy here. And the one John was like, um, maybe we can skip out. And I'm like, I'd rather eat shit than somebody <laughs> see me skipping. Yo, yeah, I've seen those videos. You skip a lot. You just—that's one thing I knew you for in school. You just skip around campus. Just we <laughs> got that one friend that just boosted. I'm like, yeah, yo, yo, Miss, I don't even know how to skip. We're not doing that. And my man's like, oh, I'll teach you right now. Yo, like, don't even worry. We'll get you right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip um but no i had a wedding this weekend great wedding good times uh very eventful friday went down in southern delaware went down rehearsal dinner was nice i try to tell these guys they booked a tea time 8 a.m wedding day and they're like yo we're gonna get fucking smacked friday we're gonna get fucked up blah blah i'm like boys we'll be in bed by 12 to get ready for our golf day like it is what it is um sure enough everybody was in bed by 11 so that worked out Went golfing, came back, got some food, got ready. Uh, electric wedding, man. It was a great wedding. It really was. I love weddings. It's, it's by far my favorite thing to do as an adult is go to weddings. There's nothing better. They're there's blessed. Just, there's nothing better. They're the best. Like, open bar, especially if the music's there. Like, the DJ was mad cool. He let me request whatever the fuck I wanted to, uh, which is the best because I'm that guy that just, like, goes up and requests and requests and requests. Like, I know he hates it. Um, but I think he was put on alert, like, yeah, he's going to request and just play it. Uh, so he played, um, luckily it's one of my weddings. Like I knew a bunch of people, two of my brothers got invited. It was lit, man. It was just such good times. It was probably one of my funner weddings. Like there's just nothing better than like being at a wedding and then like being in a wedding is really nice too, Jake. 
A Van Inn a wedding's great, right? Is it, has anybody ever asked you? Because it's great. I don't it's, think you've been asked before. Oh, it's so fucking nice, man. It never yeah. gets old. It's just like, a big dream of yours. It's just really reassuring, you know. Someone would be yeah. like, "I appreciate your friendship." This do you need that reassurance? This is I always do. Always yeah. will. Always. You're not always sure do. how people feel about you. No, not with you. Um, it's just nice, man. Like I really appreciate your friendship. I appreciate how you've been there for me. And I, I want you to be here on my most important day, like right here with their feet of me to celebrate. Um, so it's like nice. it's about you and not about the people getting married. Well, it's both. It's both. <laughs> it's definitely both. It's like the three of you. I'm, a, I'm a part of the day at that point. <laughs> like, the fuck do you mean? <laughs> I'm included in the day, dog. Okay. <laughs> Just taking all the pictures with the bride and the groom. Yeah. It's the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's her and him and me. Buddy, we're See taking, how much he likes me? We're taking the, the pre-picks before their wedding, and I'm instructing the photographer, like, yo, this would actually be a really cool shot over here. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the one. If I was standing in the middle and they were both going, number one. <laughs> I... <laughs> He's the best friend in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the bride and groom come out and then they introduce me. <laughs> Groomsman number and three. Dylan. <laughs> Have you noticed that everybody makes him be in their wedding because he doesn't feel that good about himself? <laughs> I get my own solo first dance. <laughs> Just, fucking... <laughs> Just a solo dance. <laughs> Everybody just up clapping and doing You're so cool. You're so fucking cool. <laughs> we all love you, Dylan. <laughs> I'm shedding single tears of happiness and shit. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> just shooting everybody in the crowd. With guns <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, I do love weddings, though, dude. They're, um, they're fucking beautiful, man. I really, I really enjoy weddings. They're just, that's the best idea, right? Like the best, like, especially somebody like me who's not vulnerable at all. We just really appreciate the concept of it. It's beautiful. So are you going to, are you going to have a wedding? I hope so, man. I hope so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a fortune teller. We'll see how life plays out. But like, ideally, if I could meet somebody that I felt like. Or make up your mind. <laughs> ideally, if I could meet somebody that I felt like I was a hundred percent in on, uh, it's just a fucking like. I, that concept of that shit is just like nuts to me. Of of being a hundred percent in on somebody, just a hundred percent like in like mm -hmm. it's not even like a hundred percent in on them. Them being a hundred percent in on you because there's for, like you to feel comfortable about somebody being a hundred percent in on you. Like they have to really like know you in and out, right? Or they should at least like if it's going to be a good relationship. Like in they and should out. pause. But they should, like, at least know, like, what's fucked up about you as well. Like, not just the, like, happy-go-lucky, this is all the good traits I love shit. Yeah. So, so like, what if they got married and invited you to their wedding and then broke up and got married to you? So it's almost like you know for sure they really like you and care about you because you were in their wedding. And then they marry you. So it's I'm, like. I'm confused by the question. I don't even understand where you're going with this and what does it mean? Oh, it was just a call back to the joke earlier about how. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I got, yeah, I got it. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, just shutting the friend. joke down. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> the wedding was a few days ago, but relax. Um, yeah, man, but I just think weddings, weddings are beautiful, dude. It's just, it's nice, man. They get up there, they do little vows, they like cry a little bit. It's like they're just so fucking happy to be there. And then like just in good vibes. And then everybody there is just like, just celebrating your happiness. Because that's all it really is. It's like, we're so happy that you guys are happy. And we're right? friends with Dylan. <laughs> and that you have a fucking cool groomsman number three. <laughs> we're so happy you found a good friend. <laughs> oh, no, but tell, so wait, so tell me, you say that you feel like in order to feel comfortable getting married, the other person needs to be you need to know that they're 100% in on you, and that would mean them knowing all of the darker stuff as opposed to that you're as, – as well as you being a happy, uh, fun guy. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I would assume so, right? Okay. Like, wouldn't you think? I could get married tomorrow if it was, like, just off – if I wanted to present the personable image that I do all the time. She would be <clears> fucking exhausting. Do you think you'll ever be able to for sure know that somebody's 100% on you? Is that like, can you verify that as a fact? Or can do you? you? I don't like, I don't, I, I don't think so. But like, you can feel so. like it. You can't verify shit as a fact. Ever. I, really. I agree. 
Agreed. There's nothing you could verify, but you could feel like it. Yeah. Just like I, I could feel like a lot of my friends would fucking die for me in the right situation. I'll never verify that. And it could be wrong, but it's just, yeah, like just set them all up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've just, some of them we've been very close to it. So <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what I was eating up though? Like I it was the first time I met my buddy's parents um, and he texted me the next day. I was like, yo, like my mom really liked you a lot. She had great things to say. You know, I was eating that shit up. Like, yeah, dog. <laughs> yo, <laughs> everybody was there to see me. <laughs> <laughs> you just screenshotted that that's gonna be hanging on your wall next behind you. <laughs> dude i fucking i just love weddings man they're the best bro they're just the fucking best is it hard to trust that people are or that maybe a girl or a woman is or whoever is as for you as they say they are uh, are we going in on me right now is that what we're doing are we, oh, no, just are, we transitioning? are we transitioning out of this about my admiration for weddings um, is it hard to trust that women like me as much as it seems like they like me? No. Yeah, or, or are there for you as much as they say they would be? No. Okay. I don't think so. But that's the, the, the flip side of that question is, no, no, I don't think so. But how much do I let them get to know me in the first place? Like, it's Why not hard there... to be there for somebody that seems like they mm -hmm. have it together 95% of the time. Mm. you know like it's not tough to be like yeah i'll always support you and what's it called like there's not much to support if like you're pretty mm. much put together all the time if that's what you know me for sure you know so you, you show up as not needing that much support i mean i guess technically i don't you know okay. like technically you don't like, need that some more support but like if i wanted to go through life how i'm living it now i wouldn't necessarily need a partner either mm. Like ha having a partner to me is like somewhat like, I don't want to, like, I guess it sounds selfish, but somewhat easing, easing in the bar burden of going through tough shit. Is that a bad thing? No, I'm just saying like, yeah, well, I'm saying like, no, it's not a bad thing, Jake. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, thing. Why, why are you saying it like that? No, because I was just going to say like, it's not a bad thing. I'm saying, but like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't know where I wanted to go with that. I feel that. I I do think that uh, it's hard to open up in more ways than one uh, for some of us more than others. However, I think that's the only way to really feel like the relationship is real. I don't think you can move at, past a certain point without that higher level of vulnerability because you'll never be able to feel like you said, like they would stay and stick around if they knew the whole story. Yeah. I would say I've seen a lot of relationships and marriages already built on the idea of perfection or what like people thought they wanted their spouse to see or do. Yeah. And it, it crumbles after a while or they end up resenting each other because it, it feels like you're getting sold like a false idea. Yeah. This, this is, going to sound to the left but it's i think it's parallel it's one of the reasons why i don't post on social media that much like i was trying it out this weekend to see what it's like but it's i don't because i feel like i'm only portraying one side of life to most of the people that would be seeing it that i have friendship relationships with like it's like i feel like i'm putting out a false image and if i was to put the rest of the stuff on there people would be like mad and following yeah. Or, or it'd be awkward. I guess, like, to an extent, I think social media is kind of like, if you see somebody at the club, you're not expecting to see them in a club outfit at the grocery store. You know, like, you're seeing them in their best fit. I feel right. like social media is kind of like that. Like, you, you know people are only going to, like, and <clears throat> to that extent, like, people that do, like, post shit, like, crying and shit, we all kind of judge them for it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Which is kind of funny, because I do it, too. Like, yo, stop bitching, boy. Get the fuck off the gram with that shit. At the same time, like you're looking for attention, but at the same time, you're looking for attention when you post a cool fit. You're looking for the like, yo, look good, my boy. Oh, you going crazy. Oh, damn, you out on another trip. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. It is the same thing. I wonder if the judging that we do on for, to people who open up on social media is, contributes to people not wanting to open up in person. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I can't really relate to that kind of shit anymore. So, what? It's just like I don't. I, I mean, even if I don't talk crazy on social media, I talk pretty openly on here. But you say you're not that vulnerable. I'm. I'm. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. Do I want to deep dive on this? I'm vulnerable to an extent. We, we don't have to. I'm, I'm just, just saying I'm vulnerable to an extent of like I'm comfortable being vulnerable about certain shit. You know, like yeah. I'm I'm very comfortable being vulnerable about past tense shit. Like I'd much rather tell you like, yo, I was very depressed last month. But I'm not going to hop on here and be like, yo, I'm sad as shit right now. Because I have to get the control of it first. Mm. That's and that playing out the future. Yeah. Yeah. I already got through it. I already did it. Everything's fine. Made it through it. You know, um, but I'm open like that outside of the John too. So in person, like I talked, I was just talking to a couple of my buddies about that shit. And they were like, yo, you should talk to so-and-so about this, blah, blah. That's just not like I'll meet randoms and talk about that shit. But on a flip side, I didn't get vulnerable like that until I started feeling comfortable about where I am at in life and who I am as a person. Mm. Like now I could be like, yeah, I got anxiety disorder. Yeah, I get depressed a few times a year. Yeah, I've been through a lot of like sad shit, but I really fuck with who I am. Mm. So like now it doesn't, I don't feel like it's a flaw to me because I like my personality so much. I like who I am. I have such like reassurance in these good friendships I have and like all these weddings I have been in and all these godchildren I have and all this different shit to where it's like, I already have the battery in my back to tell me that I'm a good person. So I'm not like mm. self-conscious about any of that shit. And I'm also successful career-wise. So like surface level, it seems like I'm vulnerable, but that's not real vulnerability. Vulnerability right. would be like me and being on my last dollar and being like mad out of shape and overweight and like fucking like not having very much friends and then coming to like one of my only friends and saying I'm in a really bad spot. That would be that would be more vulnerability for me. Okay. But I'm not going to be in that spot, so I don't know. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah, vulnerability is tough. There's a. Have you ever heard of Brene Brown? I have not. She has a little special on uh, on Netflix. Not like a comedy special. It's just more like a documentary. She talks about how vulnerability is actually the uh, biggest sign of strength. Mm. Like you think of uh, people in the military, they are being very vulnerable, right? People say that they are putting themselves in harm's way, opening themselves up to danger, and doing it anyway. And so she, when she's like, well, when people say that if you're vulnerable, that you're weak, she's like, that's actually the strongest you can be. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's, that's a fair point. I don't know if that's real. Like, yeah, I understand like the thought process behind it and like the, ex the example and whatnot. But also I feel like a lot of people have put themselves in Sarn's way is because like, I, like, it's not necessarily like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to deep down that rabbit hole. Like uh, like they just went to the military for free college? Free college or like they don't really give a fuck about life. Like that could be an easy excuse of like, yo, like if mm -hmm. I do die, like I, I went out doing something dope and now people are going to look at me like a hero instead of having the idea of staying around long enough to where I look like a loser. I'm just an average Joe. Like, so like, I, like maybe that's a really dark way of looking at it and I'm kind of twisted so. in the mindset. Yeah. <laughs> so, like <laughs> so to recap, Dylan thinks everybody in the military is a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't really care about America. No, I appreciate people in the military. And, and <laughs> we were talking about that shit when John John's uncle was on here because he's a vet. But even like even him, he was like, I, just, I bro, he was like, I didn't join it because I wanted to save the country or protect anybody's shit. He said, I joined it because like I needed something to do. It's but I mean, courage. No, I mean, there's definitely a like amount of vulnerability. I'm like, I don't want to misconstrue that. There's the I've idea of so like, bored. I'm like, mm, maybe I'll go see if I could die. Like, it's definitely a career path for like, sure. And it's a very yeah. stable career path at that. And it's a long-term career path if you want it to be. And there's a shit ton that comes with it. So I don't want to downplay it at all. Sure. And there's for sure vulnerability behind the, I have to rely on a lot of people next to me so we don't fucking die. Yeah. Like, like I'm really running, too. I'm really running to the next position in combat and you have to cover me. And if you freeze up, they got open fire on me and I shoot my fucking head off. There's definitely vulnerability on that aspect. I would just say like, if you don't value life, then it's not that vulnerable either because it's kind of like if That's I die, true. I die. That's true. But yeah, it's getting a little dark. I love weddings. <laughs> <laughs> I love being in weddings. <laughs> I love being in weddings, man. Are, you in, 
Are you and John uh, both Lakers fans? John's a LeBron fan. I'm a Lakers fan. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, is that hate? Nah, he just okay. likes LeBron. He liked the Cavs. He liked the Heat. Gotcha. He'll, like if Brown goes to Charlotte next year, he'll like them. Yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Is it uh, is it weird that Magic Johnson outlived Kobe? I don't really do the Kobe jokes, bro. It's, a little, it's still a little too soon for me. It's, so it's if that's where you're going with, if that's what you're trying, just trying to do. No, because now you're stigmatizing AIDS. It's not a death sentence. HIV is not a death sentence. If you're medicated, you get catch it early, and you get treated, you can have a long life. And I think that's a. Well, we know that now. That you know, Magic Johnson kind of spearheaded that whole movement. He did. He did. I feel like that's surprising. Is, is, that there, not, is I mean, there a fucking joke you got here? You want to make fun of people with HIV? What? No. <laughs> no. Is it surprising that somebody 30 years his senior outlived him? Yes. 100%. Jake. That yes. had a that had AIDS. I mean, that had AIDS. It just it's a wild thing that happened. Nobody would have expected that. AIDS is pretty much cured now. I've been t- trying to tell people that shit for years. Sure. AIDS is pretty much cured. If you take the medicine, medicine, it'll get you down to your undetectable. You can't give it to anybody else. <clears throat> yeah. So, see the commercials all the time. All the time. They got the, the shit that you could take um, to where like you could just take it just in case you might get AIDS so you don't get it. Which is yeah. also crazy that like because it's it's all pretty much aimed at the gay community. It's like it's that frequent in the gay community that they're taking out mass media marketing campaigns to tell you, hey, take this pill just so you don't get it. Because it's almost a foregone conclusion that if you have multiple sexual partners in the gay gay community that you're going to get it. Which is like boggling. It's wild. It's yeah. like that's crazy. Like that's it is, kind of nice. it is wild. Those commercials crack me up because they kind of have that whole like uh, fake wokeness thing going on with like the people that they put in the commercials. It's like, I don't well, know. A, a lot of it's not, I don't even think it's fake wokeness. A lot of it, and they used to do a lot of that on um, urban <laughs> radio when I was working for the urban radio stations. Is like urban, they, they specifically, t- I mean, that's what it's called, buddy. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. That's what that's that's what it's called. <laughs> hey, uh, when we say black radio, black radio, um, a lot of it's aimed towards black gay, black gay guys. It's the highest, it's the highest AIDS rate by far. And that's just the stats. Like it just is. It's, it's like, and if you look at that, like ratio, it's, it's fucking nuts. Like nuts, bro. I think it's like, like, I don't want to misquote it, but it's like one out of like, fuck, like, like if, if you're dangerous thing to misquote. But if you're a gay, I'm going to go ahead and misquote. If you're a gay black man, I think it's like one out of eight men. It's crazy. That is pretty high. Yeah, it's fucking pretty high. That's like herpes rate at that point, bro. That's nuts. One in eight people have herpes? I think one out of five. Wow. So somebody on the pod that has been on the pod has had herpes. Maybe several. Oh, for sure. 100%. It's not me. So I don't care. (laughs) 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 I don't give a fuck who has herpes as long as I don't. That's why I left the pod. And also there's... There's nothing wrong with having herpes. I don't want to like make people like feel bad if they do have it. No. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having herpes because I, I have known a few people that had herpes and like that shit really fucks with your mental uh, psyche. And I can imagine if you wake up with a bunch of blisters on your meat that you would feel bad. For sure. Yeah, I would feel bad. For sure. Just want to reiterate that I never experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies listening. Absolute scumbag, bro. Um, <laughs> that's funny, man. <laughs> Can't even talk about how happy I am for my friend for finding love without you fucking deep diving on the therapy psyche take. I mean, why you got me on the pod then? So I could grill you about not put, me not putting you in uh, your wedding that I haven't forgave you for in 12 years. Yeah, you've been holding on to that one. Yeah, never let it go. Never let it go. Because if somebody's in your wedding, you really have to trust them to not embarrass you in front of your family. Holding on to two things. Oh, maybe 100%. Three. Yeah, never forget it. Because who the fuck gives a a pre-written note at a wedding to say, please don't embarrass us? Motherfucker, I didn't have to come to this, dog. I could have skipped this. Could have been an easy skip for Dill. (laughs) Did you want to skip it? Yeah, I wish I did now. You did? 100%. So that's why why you weren't in in it. Yeah, because you had all those long-lasting friendships in there. 
Which one specifically? <laughs> Do you have anybody in mind? <laughs> You're sharp today, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, enough inside jokes. Anyway, uh, want to get into actual topics before we have to wrap this? Yeah. Um, Jack Harlow versus MGK, the white beef we've all been waiting for. <laughs> you got anything for that? Uh, like I said, you, uh, I, I know you have that hat, so you were probably really jealous that MGK put it out first. Dude, I uh, don't really give a fuck about And I was trying to tell John this, like, most of us white people that, like, actually like rap and whatnot, like, are fans of it, like, kind of, like, tend to try not to be fans of white rappers just because we don't want to look corny. By liking them? I don't even feel like I have to try. I just... Like, I was never an MGK fan. I mean... We, that's what... Like, outside Wild of... Wild Boy like, went crazy. In Wild Boy. Cow. And he had the John about Cleveland that was dope, too. I like that shit. Um, <clears throat> but even with Eminem, like, I got to a certain age where I just wouldn't listen to him. Yeah, after, like, 15. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, these people like this motherfucker this much. Like, he's not, like, going crazy like that. Like, stop dick-eating. Um... But Jack Harlow made that comment last week or two weeks ago that he's the best white rapper since Eminem. And that shit really, like, put white people in a fucking fury, I guess. I don't know. I guess so. Is he? Uh, Mac Miller for me. That's what I was going to say, Mac. That's the only one, right? Yeah. Did he steal Drake's flow? Whole style? What steal, bro? Anymore? Yeah. Like, where did Drake get it from? Sure. Where did Everybody. Wayne get his shit from? Where did Jay get some of his flows from? Like, like, Maybe. there's just so many different borrowed flows from around it to where, like, yeah, I'm sure yeah. a 24, 25-year-old is influenced by Drake. That would make sense. Yeah. Like, that would make perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, but MGK, like, you can't leave the genre and have super success in pop rock and then come back and be mad when somebody says they're <laughs> the white, best white rapper when you left it forever. Nobody considers MGK the best white rap person. Nobody even really thinks of him like that. They don't. And, like, I get it with MGK because he is a good rapper. He's good. He can rap. He, he, can, rap. Do the, he can do the yeah. tactical shit. He can speed it up. He can rap. He's got some shit that's in-depth. He's got, like, it's a good rapper. He's vulnerable in his raps and whatnot. But, like. I didn't just get in your car and turn it on a whole MGK album. I had a job where I, I would listen to a few MGK songs. He had a really good one about his daughter. It's, it's some good shit. You know, the emo mm-hmm. shit that we like. He did, but like he never had the crossover commercial success that Jack's having now, and it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm sure he feels like he's a better rapper, and he's seeing that. And he's like, "Yo, eat a dick." It is what it is, buddy. Like you said, it is hard for me to admit when I like a Jack Harlow song. It feels something off about it. Feels like a white girl. I was just telling um John last week. I said a Jack Harlow album's hot. I wasn't expecting it to be a shit's good. Yeah good i think my initial tweet when i first dropped was at risk sounding like a teenage white girl this album was good good. uh yeah fuck that shit um where you want to go next do we do the political stuff i'm going to gilly versus joe budden first okay do you have any insight on that Mm, no how did they already beef before like a couple years ago a few years ago joe budden had said something about their producer at the time, Deb, leaving the show, and Gilly pretty much went on to John and said, Ransom, smack your uncle, and oh, yeah. your pussy, and I'll fuck you guys up, blah, say blah. And then it cool. Yeah, because, I mean, just different Johns. Like, if my uncle gets smacked and somebody brings it up, like, I'm going to be hot, right? Um, but I guess it all stemmed from Charlemagne saying they made the most money. Joe Budden was a little hot about that. He took a couple shots and said... Uh, Motherfucker got a, a tiny window behind his bed rest. Which is <laughs> that funny. was funny that's as funny. shit. Hey, that's funny. What can you say about that? That's funny. Uh, to where Gilly responded and said he was a washed up rapper, which was like, Gilly, what can you really say there? You know, yeah. like Gilly, Gilly also was a former rapper. Yeah, term podcaster. Term podcaster. He's a better personality mm-hmm. than a rapper. I mean, yeah, it's like almost he's almost like the same thing as Joe Budden, just not as good. He's the same thing as Joe Budden, just more street oriented. Sure. 
So just a more street audience than, than Joe Budden. They're very similar. And I guess that's like the disconnect too, because Gilly's saying like, yeah, we got 20 ads on each show. We're getting this ad money. And Joe Budden's like, well, we're purifying the art of podcasting. And that's kind of like the difference in their rap careers as well. Yeah. Gilly the Kid was always, I'm getting the most money. I'm in the streets. I'm trapping. And Joe Budden was like, I'm trying to put out the best fucking project I can. And so on. So I really don't they, get it. They both have personalities that one could say they do too much. Like they're both kind of extra with their personalities. Yeah, they're both animated as fuck. Yeah. I think Gilly the Kid's animation's a little more real than Joe Budden's. I I think Gilly strikes me as a person that's like, that's how he acts when he's with his friends. And like, I mean, you could tell when Joe Budden turned it on to turn it on. I'm not going to get trapped into defending Joe. I'm just saying, like, you could tell, like, a lot of it's put on for a show. Like, he's doing it to, like, all right, everyone's going to like how I'm reacting here. Okay. It is. It's not? I don't know. I feel like he's been the host of a party since, like, 2000. I mean, that's that's, that's his whole YouTube TV. He started podcasting for hip-hop. Thing. How many um, domestic abuse allegations has he had since then? Nice since 2000. What's our next topic? I said I was not going to get trapped into defending Joe Budden. I'm just curious, dude. I'm just curious. You think you could still be friends with somebody that, that hit their wife? I hypothetically, yeah. Uh, would I st- what, what would I do? Like, would I have to? I don't, you, if I'm if like, if I'm if you find out I'm beating my girlfriend up, you like you're still talking to me on a reg. While you're beating her up, probably not. Who's <laughs> in the background going crazy? <laughs> and don't beat girls up too, just to reiterate that. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, so do I just do you just go ghost like? during the course of the relationship and then after the relationship do you like no but if you beat a girl like if you really beat a girl i wouldn't be friends with you anymore if you tattled i wouldn't be friends with you anymore if i Um, tattled i'm not allowed to tell i thought i was allowed to tell that's what gary told you i didn't say that oh that's what gary said to you that's gary's rules i got different ones so i'm not allowed to tell no you gotta take that shit you judged benny the butcher when he got shot i remember i should be able to tell for sure oh you want to tell tell yeah except what comes with it I'm telling. Oh my god, friendship means much anyway. So, (laughs) (laughs) good times. So, how about that Nazi guy from Texas? Which one is that, man? Because I was out last weekend. The, I don't know. I'm just trying to transition us into. Yeah, let's transition. Let's get out of it. Yeah. Transition, that's the mall shooting. I think six people died. Sure. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think a few others were shot. Uh, M4, AR something he used. Uh, the only reason I didn't, I missed it in real time. I caught it when I was in the office on Monday. And the only reason I caught because there was an article saying ex cop, so and so. And apparently, one of the first responders to it was a guy on the scene. He used to be a cop. He's retired, ex army. And he was big on like all right enough's enough yeah like i've got mad guns at home um mental illness is one thing but like these fucking automatic guns are killing people close range there's no shot of survival you get these jones off they kill people way more than a a handgun would kill we got to do something with it and that's what he was really pushing um i I believe the guy was kept shooting until a cop happened to be in the area he stopped and gave him a, a headshot and killed him uh so yeah i mean at this point it's every week bro it's a lot. It's every week. It I is think there's frequent. like 200 mass shootings this year of shootings more than four <clears> or more people. So, I mean, at this point, as weird as it sounds, the mass shootings have become a non-story. They have. They have no energy behind them anymore. They're just kind of bleh. It's we like, don't care. Yeah. We don't well, care. I mean, I feel like I care. I just know that it's just going to be the same thing. It's hard to get fired up about that stuff anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, the reality of it is, like, now when I go to big crowds and shit, I just think, like, it's a possibility that this could happen, and it's just something we have to live with. Yeah. Like, that's just is what it is. Like, if I'm going to a big-ass parade or, like, Big John, like, I remember when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, I was even thinking, like, obviously they didn't win, but before the game, I was thinking, like, damn, I hope it's not, like, big-ass shooting at that, John. That would suck. So that kind of consciously comes up for you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Any event I'm at, that's, that's super big. Or small shit. I mean, that kind of thought process happens when I'm going to the club. Different kind of shooting, but... Yeah. What kind is that? Gang warfare. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's an old old topic. Yeah, there's nothing to deep dive on. Texas had a busy weekend. Another guy... Uh, ran over, I think it was 18 immigrants in front of a um, migrant shelter. Eight people died. Then with a Range Rover, the dude had a, another flip about the laws. The dude had a rap sheet that had like 20 <clears throat> previous charges, including like three manslaughter attempts, a couple reckless driving, some aggravated assaults, and he was just out here just whipping around. I'm, I, I believe in second chances. I don't know if I necessarily believe in sixth or seventh chances. Sure, sure. Twenty-four chances. Yeah, like if you like if you continue, I'm all about rehabilitation. But if you continuously prove yourself to be a menace to society, stay the fuck away. Stay the fuck away. What do you think should happen to somebody like that? Keep them locked up. Keep them locked up. Keep them locked up. Would you tell to get keep them locked up? Would you tell on them? I'm not telling, bro. I'm not. There's not very many situations I would actively tell. So that guy's like, I'm going to the mall and I'm going to take care of business. You're like, oh, yeah, I tell. Okay. Yeah, I tell in that situation. Okay. Like if my neighbor was like loading up his bag and he had like three AR-15s, I'm like, oh, what's up, buddy? And he's like, had enough, about to shoot up the mall. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm snitching. Yep, 100% I'm snitching. I'm not even going to stand on that hill, fuck. I'm not going to do that. Yes, I'm tattling in that point. I'm calling cops and saying, yeah, buddy just left with three AR-15s. He's got a, a rainbow arm cast. And he said he's a cast. It's my neighbor, bro. <laughs> he does. He fucking does. <laughs> is that like are you is there a hidden message in there that you're no, I'm just I'm just grabbing my neighbor. Just grab my neighbor, bro. That's it. Jeez. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna down that hill, buddy. I'm not that uh that I would definitely tell on that. Anything terroristic, I would tell on. Child molesters, I would tell on. Um, if I got in a car accident, telling. Somebody hit your car? Yeah, because you got to yeah. get insurance involved. I'm not paying out of pocket just because I'm fucking too tough. <laughs> I need a You're not that committed to the yeah, don't I'm not tell. that. Like, I'm like, I, I don't sell drugs. Like, I really should be able to tell on anything, honestly. Like, I should have free reign to tell. Sure. For sure. Just don't, for whatever reason. Not fucking fair to me, honestly. <laughs> Tired of these rules. Yeah, sick of living by fucking society's rules, brother. Shit, shit hurts. Such a um, I Keep going in sad stories. Uh, Jordan Neely got choked out on the subway last week. Did you see that? Mm. I I did. Yeah. You, can you give me a breakdown on that? Because I didn't catch much of that either. Oh, I I just saw you know people talking about how. It was another, what was it, like another situation where people didn't intervene and just this guy's life seems to not be worth much and this keeps happening to this this type of person. 30-year-old homeless man uh, started ranting on train, threatening passengers and throwing trash at them while asking for food. 24-year-old, I think ex-Marine, intervened, uh, held homeless man down who struggled with mental health issues since his mother's murder over a, dedica- a decade ago. Held him in a chokehold while two other commuters helped restrain him and flowing limbs. Held him in a chokehold for 15 minutes. He, uh, he ended up dying. Uh, noting he died to a compression of the neck. Chokehold. Um, here's my whole thing with that is like, I, I understand the aspect of like, there's this dude, like in this guy, ex-Marine, I'm sure he has like still some of that hero complex that you were speaking of earlier. I'm sure he mentally, maybe he thought like, yo, I'm helping. Like, let me restrain this guy. And obviously some of the other pastors thought he was helping too because they restrained him. And yeah. why do I need to choke you out if there's three of us holding you down? That's a good point. I just don't understand that, like, that aspect of the thought process of, like, 15 fucking minutes is a long time. That's a long time. Somebody. And, and 
Yeah. And context in the article, it says twice the amount of time George Floyd was choked for. And we all remember that video. Oh, yeah. They're like, that's a, that's a long fucking Brutal. time to be choking somebody who's mentally ill. It's yeah. a long time to be choking anybody. But if there's three people, like, easy for two of you to grab one arm and the other one sit on his back. Fair point. Easy enough. I, I'm not trying to be funny here, but I will say that there is a, a feeling that you get when you're walking by a, a homeless person or houseless person and they're just screaming their head off, right? Like there is a, like a, I've felt intimidated. I'm not saying I've ever wanted to choke them out. I usually just like, okay, let me keep on moving and let that situation play out on its own. But that is a kind of a intense situation when, when somebody's doing that. Oh, and like in, in context of things, they're saying the dude was running around, like getting in people's faces, threatening them. So like, Besides yeah. somebody just yelling, like, that's like a homeless dude running up to your face and saying, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. I'm about to fuck you up. <clears throat> One of the mad people, eventually somebody is going to intervene. And this is like, this is how close the line is of like. It's a close line. You could have been the hero and now you're the fucking evil predator. Yeah. Like, now you're the evil racist. Is it that black and white? I don't know all the context. So maybe there was some racism in there, but. Is it, I, don't, I just don't know if it's always that black and white to where we have to make them out to be the super villain. I mean, I, I think I have like a different uh, view on it than you just because my socials probably look a little different than yours. I don't know all the details of the story. So there, again, there could be something I'm missing, but it feels complicated. I feel like a lot of shit's complicated in life. There's one thing that's not complicated in this situation is you shouldn't choke somebody for 15 minutes. Fair enough. That's the only thing that's not complicated in it. Was the guy being aggressive? Yeah, they're saying he was mentally ill. He's sporadic. He's on record for this kind of behavior. I'm sure it was intimidating. Like, he could have been yelling in ladies' faces. He could have been yelling in black people's faces, Mexican face. Like, it could have been all, like, I'm sure yeah. it wasn't. I'm sure it's not, like, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm sure. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, this ex-Marine was a white 24-year-old guy and he saw the chance to kill a black man. So he did. But also, that could have been the case. I don't fucking know. It just seems like that's the narrative that comes up whenever something like this happens, is that whoever the person that did something wrong and sh clearly should not have done it how they did it is now all of a sudden at this far kind of description, you know? And it just that's just interesting to me that there, it always seems to go to that extent of the label. I don't know that the it's fair to say that the person was just looking for the opportunity to kill somebody. I mean, I wouldn't say it's fair to say unless he was, or there's some unless kind of behind it, you know, like unless sure. it comes out that like they find a notebook of swastikas, then we can be like, yeah, yeah, fair that's enough. It. yeah. Yeah. But he could have also been like, yeah, I'm trying to protect everybody and just did it completely wrong. And we won't know. And either way, one guy died and this guy's going to be a villain for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think that, things like I just said may sound like insensitive or hurtful, but that's not, that's definitely not the intention behind it. Or uh, I, I do think there's a bit of a social pressure to have a certain response to situations like this. And I'm just trying to think outside that kind of group think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just another journal. Like here's another homeless guy who, is well documented for mental illness. Obviously, dealt with something traumatic. His mom got murdered. Um, he just slipped through the cracks, and that's kind of a lot of situations to where, like, I'm. I don't want to like fucking pat myself on the back for saying I'm more tolerant to homeless people than most, but like I'm a little more I guess, sympathetic, empathetic with homeless because the stats show like a lot of the homeless people suffer from some kind of mental disability or illness. Yeah, I mean, it's it to be out there. It's heartbreaking when you see those people that are going through that because you know it's just. Buddy, if it's a be... super cold day in Philadelphia, like, yeah, it's cold out here, dog. Like yeah. you're going through riding your bike and you're like fucking, or even in the car and you're like, these motherfuckers are sleeping on the side of the bench because most of the benches have little spikes in them now. So where it's fucking wild. five degrees out, like I don't even know how you're surviving in this climate. Yeah. Like, we're not built for that. Or like a. Like, I know a few homeless people. My voice like, I, I'm scared to go in the shelter because the possessions I do have now get robbed as soon as I go down. And it's very scary in there. 
So that's I mean, why I don't, I don't understand why they put money towards putting spikes or rails on benches instead of creating a real solution. Like that's just that's insane to me. And then, like on the flip side of that, is like I know a lot of people in some cities that have like the tent city type johns and they'll be like really upset about that like yo it's driving people around it's fucking up the city so and so so and so um and i agree with that as well but like i'm not at the point of i just don't like i i can't like um disassociate myself with another person enough to be like spikes on a venture is a good idea yeah it should just seems cruel it does it should just seems cruel it seems really cruel um yeah, so I mean that's that's a shitty situation. That sucks. Uh, or else I want to go to Florida passed a new law where it's going to charge people with a felony for hiring uh, immigrant workers without papers. Um, how do you think that's going to play out? They they passed it. They fully passed it. That's what I saw. It got passed. I'm not sure. I I could be mistaken. Oh man, I mean, yeah, like you were saying before, it's. Uh, it's definitely going to change employment and companies' ability to hire people. And it, the, I think the bottom line for me is, all right, well, instead of making the immigration Okay, he's pushing process, it. didn't pass yet. Okay. But why not make the immigration process doable for folks so they can become legal immigrants as opposed to just putting all this effort into making a bill to where they're not allowed to be here even more? And I think the answer is is because they assume that everybody that <clears throat> is an immigrant is a criminal. Yeah. That's um, the thought, right? I feel like we really uh, villainized immigrants for whatever reason. I think Trump, like, let's not jump on the I hate Trump bandwagon again, but like, I'm sure Trump did a good job of villainizing they didn't send our best people kind of shit. Yeah, sure. Um, so he did a good, a good job with that. Uh, and hate to sound like a hipster ass fucking 30 year old, but like I'm a lot more scared of AI stealing my job than immigrants. And that's probably like from a privileged position of um, corporate world. Um, There's not too many non-citizens in my field. So I'm pretty safe in that aspect of it. But like, it's not like they're taking the best jobs either. Just can't speak English too well. And, Oh, it's like my, my one of my her. brothers uh, doesn't have a GED and had a felony at the time. He got it uh, expunged, but he was like, yeah, you know, they're going to be strong on border control, which is good because it's going to be tough for me to get a job. And it's like, well, it wouldn't be if you went and got a GED and a trade. Like, it's not the immigrant's fault. <laughs> sure. Like, what are we doing here? How well do you think you could do right now if you were just put in Germany with no fucking language and you're just over there? What? I don't know what any of this says. I don't know how to talk to anybody. But and, the, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like on the flip side, I'm like not even going to Germany. Like fucking like if AI does take my, like a bunch of our jobs and now we don't have any jobs available and I have to stroll into Mexico to be, be able to do carpet. Sure. It's, it's going to be a tough fucking life for me. <laughs> it's not going to be a decision I want to do. I'm not going to go over there like, fuck yeah. Like I want to leave all my family here because I need to survive. Yeah, now I'm going to go to a majority Spanish-speaking country that I don't speak in. I'm going to have to try and find a pocket where they speak English at. And I'm going to have to find a job that's desirable for English-speaking people. And I'm not going to get paid my worth. And I'm going to live in an uncomfortable situation. Sure. It doesn't sound like a fucking sound great. ideal situation. And the fact that when they when those people are moved to America, they can speak a little English. If I were in any other country, I couldn't speak any of their language. No, I'd be fucked. It's like they are they they have that skill better than I do. I can't even say I don't speak Spanish in Spanish. <laughs> like I like no, I got no. there we go. That's you. I'd have to bring you around to say that for both of us. <laughs> <Just> that. <laughs> we would have to tag up. No like habla that. espanol. <laughs> <laughs> Him too. <laughs> this, this guy. <laughs> 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 but give us a job. <laughs> it's tough, bro. Shit is tough. Um, so yeah, and I can't imagine that's gonna be good for Florida's economy. Like maybe it'll give more um opportunity to citizens down there. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Maybe it'll cripple the cripple the infrastructure for all those 
thousands and thousands and thousands of immigrants taking shitty jobs that they're underpaid for. Sure. Maybe we should just have all the people that have a kind of a closed mind towards this, believes in borders, wants to protect their country. You have to take shrooms one time. I think just we should all have to take shrooms once. Just once, just to get that experience. Regardless of, regardless of what you believe in. I feel like if half half the fucking liberals would take shrooms as well, they'd be like, oh, conservatives aren't that bad. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little compassion. Yeah, I understand. So, I, yeah, like, you know, maybe we could have some guns. It's like, I, I just, yeah, I don't. People, like, we're, we're not as far apart as everybody thinks we are. <clears throat> in, no. in, in most thinking. In and most we're definitely thinking. not as far apart as we were, say, during the Civil War. Yeah. When we were literally... Shooting the racism out of another part of the country. <laughs> Heritage. Heritage not eight. Like, that's basically what the war was. Just going the north saying, we're going to shoot the racism out of the south. Yeah, pretty much, buddy. We're going to keep our slaves regardless, and we'll go to war over it. Yeah. They're, they're talking shit up there in the north. That's a crazy concept. Um Breaking up a country over something so fucking that that's looked at so fucking sick now to go like, damn, that's crazy. You really support that. And then another crazy concept of it is championing the flag. I love <laughs> all that these flag. years later. It's crazy. The flag of the losers. Yeah, it's crazy. What was that flag represent? Heritage. What kind of heritage? Uh, <laughs> cowboy boots. <laughs> Don't trust. <laughs> it's a feeling when you drive past the Confederate flag. It's a, it's a real vibe, especially because half the people that support the Confederate flag, you know, they're not really fans of uh, believing in women's stories, right? They think they're a little far fetched when women claim to be abused, but they are also usually Christian, who who the main focus of that story is believing a woman whose story was a little far-fetched. What story was that? Of Mary. Like, she was impregnated by God. Oh, okay. Three kings. Yeah, I forgot you were atheist. My bad. <clears throat> yeah. I, fa- I found God now. So, I'm off that. Off that nice. Yeah. nice, nice, nice believe that i believe that somebody magical popped a baby in somebody without ever touching them it makes sure. sense to me. it's more believable than like hey i was sexually assaulted by roy cooper who's roy cooper that governor in alabama that was voted in after he assaulted that lady okay yeah. got it got it um yeah i was gonna say something i don't really want to do it um there's a like a large portion of like the guys boys club that like doesn't really like like they just don't believe women for shit and anything. No, they don't. Anything, except for Mary. And anything. Um well that's because Jesus said it. Um anyway, next topic. You got anything else? You wanna wrap it up? <clears throat> I don't have anything else to talk my head. All right, random thoughts. Uh you could save your uh, Trump drone for this if you don't, if you want to use it, or you could say something else. What was the Trump one? You were just telling me how you got sued and lost, but oh, oh yeah, it's a quick hitter. We could just hey, go through that. Real quick. No, Ahmad Rashad. Did you love Ahmad Rashad? I did. I did. I never knew Ahmad Rashad was a professional athlete until yeah, recently. Me, me neither. Me neither. But he was great, right? Like as a kid, loved him on TV. He was like one of the favorites. I feel like I'm leaning into something, but yeah, I did. I thought he was really wholesome. Well, his real name was Bobby Moore. Mm. That's kind of disappointing. Did he convert to um, yeah. Islam? After he was convicted of a misdemeanor of something. And then I guess Ahmad Rashad is like the one that found the light. What did, What was his misdemeanor? I don't know. I can try to pull it up real quick. All right, as long as it wasn't like sexual assault, I don't really give a fuck. Sure. Pleaded guilty to a reduced charge misdemeanor. But, I mean, that's a great name change from Bobby Moore to Ahmad Rashad. Like, he crushed Muhammad, that. Muhammad Ali. I feel like Cassius Clay was a good one, though. That's that's a good one. Yeah, Kareem that's Abdul, a cool name. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar after Lou Alcindor. <laughs> they really upped their game. Maybe that's yeah, they go crazy. Easier. 
they go crazy. I was thinking about converting a few years ago. I was picking out names, and I just couldn't couldn't step on one. Oh yeah, you were trying to think about changing your name. I was. I was thinking about what, what like a, a cool name for me would have been. Andrew would have been great. That's not a Muslim name though, bro. I would have to oh, go. Right. You're gonna go Muslim. Yeah, I've been like mm. Abdul. Abdul, <laughs> Allah, bot number one. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I am, I am uh, Arabic, so it's okay for me to make that joke. Nice, man. Good to know. We're not going to get canceled. Uh, random thought for me was Robert De Niro announced that he's got his seventh kid on the way. He's 79. Is that fucked up? Mm, by what, what's the... I, makes me curious about what's the standard. Well, I feel like if I was just on here, and I think you might have been a part <laughs> of this too, and argue on that, like, it's kind of corny for Nick Cannon to keep doing this because he's not going to be able to be an active part of all those kids' lives. Like, there's no way he'll individually be able to pay the amount of attention he need to as a father to those kids. 79, I think the average age for death for guys is 78. Mm. So, like, at that point, like, best case scenario, like, let's say, like, he'll probably get 10 years and that kid's dad will die. That's kind of fucked up. Is 10 years with your dad better than being alive zero years? I believe in abortion, so. Okay. So, yeah. So you would say that he should have aborted the baby? I would say, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a fucking yes or no here. Like, yo, like, stop shooting the fucking club up when you're 80. (laughs) Unless you believe, like, yo, like, yeah, like, stop shooting the club up, bro. You're 80 years old. Like, you're not even going to be around for this kid. Like, yeah, they'll be wealthy, but, like, that kind of sucks. It's hard to stop wetting the walls up. Wouldn't know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, it's a tough. It feels selfish. I'm gonna call you racist because you said Nick Cannon was fucked up, and you're not. You're not going on this. So there's only one difference here. Yeah, so, it's so the race much. of the person. You're fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're a scumbag bro. Yep, there we go there's that group think <laughs> that's fuse mature <laughs> alright anything else no alright see you guys next week